Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Philadelphia's Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, WPHT, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Dom time. Now, Dom Giordano. Happy President's Day, uh, Dom time. Welcome in, everyone. There's still a lot. Oh, one of my favorite cuts that we've been telling you, and you may agree with, but the world at large may not. Douglas Brinkley is one of the top three stuffed shirt, those uh, historians that talk with uh, President Biden once a month, at least in the beginning. These are the guys egging him on, BFDR, BLBJ. By the way, my 10 worst presidents today, I don't think Biden is the worst yet. I have someone below Biden. Now, you may say, oh, you know, just for the fun of it, I got to go in the tank and say it's Biden. I have someone worse at 1 o'clock. My top 10 worst presidents. Usually we do the best. I got tired of that on President's Day this time. The worst. The 10 worst. Biden's right there. He's next to last. I don't think he's last yet, and I'll explain why, who I uh, put into that slot. There's a big uh, survey of historians out there in which uh, President Obama's number seven. He's ahead of Reagan. (laughs) Biden's 14th best. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll we'll break all that down. But here's Douglas Brinkley. Now, he, along with Michael Beschloss and John Meacham here. John Meacham. I'm President Biden's best friend. John Meacham is constantly touting Biden. Listen to what he says, though, about Dr. Jill Biden. And he does call her doctor. Wanting revenge, craving power. And they're going to find this guy. He's not getting into the Oval Office to whisper in Joe's ear anymore. Dr. Jill Biden's going to take care of him. We always knew it, but here's a guy on the inside, one of their biggest fawning fans. And he seems to think this is fine. Listen to what he said. Jill Biden, the first lady, has been out front working with the president, uh, urging supporters to rally behind him. Do you believe she's a vital part of this campaign? She is the vital part. Dr. Jill Biden is a bit. You know, if you go back to 1952, Harry Truman could have run, and he didn't. Why? Well, the Korean War and, you know, other reasons. But Bess wanted to go back to independence. You know, she didn't like it in Washington. 
if he cut to 68, uh, Lyndon Johnson was quit in March of 68. And people will say because of Walter Cronkite. No, the big thing was his health was bad. He had a bad heart. He was smoking, high blood pressure, tension. And Lady Bird Johnson didn't want to stay in it. He wanted Let's go back to Texas and convinced Johnson to step down. So in the Truman, giving you two, Truman could have stayed on and Johnson and they both said, no, it's because their wives, their spouse said enough. That's not the case with Jill Biden. She likes power. She wants to stay. She wants some sense of revenge. Yeah, there you go. She wants some sense of revenge. We always knew it. We've been saying it. I've been saying it. I know you believe it deep down. She doesn't want to leave that White House. She'll push him out there. It'll be 50 weekends at Bernie. None of it matters. None of it matters. She wants to be right there. She always has. I just hope at some point she doesn't lean in the no neck thing. Oh, we're all so sweet. That across some kind of media or some kind of campaign stop, she gets it said. She wants to say it. It's a few good men. You're damn right I'd cut ice for that code red. You're damn right I'd push Joe Biden out there. That's exactly what it is. You're da- yeah, that's right. We're going to push him out there. I should be president. I've been reading a lot of Edith Wilson. Woodrow Wilson had a stroke. She ran a country. Dr. Jill Biden, I could do that too. Now that's Douglas Brinkley of all people. That's not talk radio. That's Douglas Brinkley. All right. uh, One other thing that uh, got my attention, Jim, this will be cut 10A. All right. This is Josh Shapiro at his finest. Now, they've all settled on maybe for the next month or so. The talking point. I heard Fetterman said he was campaigning in Nevada. Imagine sending John Fetterman to Nevada. Who came up with that one? Get him out of here. Here is Shapiro yesterday on ABC, Stephanopoulos show. Well, uh, George Carl was, uh, John Carl was sitting in. George Carl coached uh, several teams in the NBA, so he wasn't, he wasn't uh, hosting the show yesterday. Here's Shapiro, and the key word here, chaos. Trump means chaos. Nikki Haley's saying the same thing. They've all centered in on this part of how to deal with Trump, say chaos. Here's Shapiro. Joe Biden is going to be our nominee, and I'm proud to support him. He talks about being a bridge, and let me tell you something. Uh, He helped us repair that bridge on I-95 in 12 days. He was my partner in that. He's been a partner to many of us across the country in moving our country forward, in saving our economy from ruin, in helping America get back up on its feet post-COVID. This is a president who delivered. Now, We've got to go out and make that case. The president, the vice president, and those of us who are privileged to support him and have a front row seat to this. We've got to go out and do this important work now. It's back to what I said earlier about Charlemagne's voice. I think this really is going to be election, yes, where Joe Biden and Donald Trump are the candidates, but really where it is going to be a question for every single American about what kind of country do we want to build. On the one hand, we've got an agent of total chaos. There you go. Someone who wants to restrict our freedom and someone who puts himself first, and that is Donald Trump. I noticed right at the beginning, too, like, hey, come on, Joshy, did your son write that for you? Is that who wrote it or your guys around you? The segue, and you're going to hear him say that a million times. What, it, what does it do? Well, it appears to say Joe Biden helped him to get that bridge. He's a bridge, the bridge over 95. But what it does is, I got it done. 
we got that bridge up there, that temporary over 95 in 12 days, I guess it is. It gives them a chance to appear to be the team player, meanwhile, reminding everybody of who really should be the nominee. All right, phone lines here with Dahmer, 855-839-1210. Of course, there is growing backlash to this um, fraud, so-called fraud ruling of $355 million. I think it goes to more in various ways with President Trump that came down right after my show on Friday. A Northwestern law professor said it's the most egregious act in American politics since Aaron Burr outdueled and killed Alexander Hamilton. I wouldn't go quite that far, but my God. Look, even if you concede here, Jonathan Turley did this best. The judge even, in quotes, said this was a venial sin. In other words, where are the victims here? Who's the victim? Who is the victim in this? The banks got what they wanted. They moved on. They made out fine. Trump made out fine. Yeah, he exaggerated tremendously. All right, so if we're going to do that with everybody in the real estate business or in life, this kind of exaggeration, venial sin by the judge, and maybe he's hit with a million-dollar fine here or something. Maybe it's something like that. By the way, uh, GoFundMe for Trump is up to about $500,000 the last time I looked. That's a long way from this. <laughs> I didn't believe it. See, it's hard to keep up with this stuff. We didn't know he, we heard it. We thought it was a false a thing that he was coming to sneaker con, uh, com on um, Saturday. Um, and he did put those gold sneaks up. Ghastly. The gold sneaks don't make it. Henry, you, did you see the sneaks? I You're did. a sports guy. You going to buy a pair, Don? No, not the gold. Well, they're sold out. They sold oh, out right really? away. They were only a limited edition. Now, Trump has a way of coming back with the. And at random, he signed maybe one out of 10 or something like yeah. that at random. Um, I thought the red were okay. The white looked like you're playing tennis in, a, in just, a, you know, not rough enough to be wearing for basketball. Let me put it that way. No, not a lot of support in those shoes. No, no, I don't, I don't know if these shoes are that well made. Apparently, they were made in the USA, though. At least that's the report I heard. Three ninety nine for the gold. I think the red are one ninety nine, and the white I think are one ninety nine. I'm not sure how much they're selling, but the three ninety nine. I was amazed. It's the first president that had a sneaker. You would have thought any number of president, not a Joe Biden sneaker. You can just imagine. Uh, Those have that, to be like <laughs> slippers at this point. Yeah. Well, I was going there, and that the Joe Biden slipper will be coming out to compete with this exactly. But you would have think Clinton, Obama, somebody like that might have got an offer for a sneaker. Almost everybody else does. It sells. He sold out right away, at least the limited edition one. So let me give you the uh, side question, too, here. 855-839-1210, you get on board. Uh, We'll have one guest today, but uh, you and me, Henry in for Dan, Jim in for Dan at the uh, controls. President's Day today, hit us with that that actor that you think would play an American president very well, or hit us with one who did. So I'll take off the board two that I think were very effective. Harrison Ford, Air Force One. That's kind of the best of Harrison Ford. And John Travolta played a great Clinton. He captured 
the essence of Clinton in the, ah, what was the title of it? Um, it was more the Arkansas days. You know, the rogue Clinton, the charming Clinton. Travolta did a pretty good job. Uh, I'm trying to remember who played uh, Hillary. In the movie Primary Colors? Primary Colors, yeah. yeah. And I, I thought uh, Travolta did a good job of capturing pretty close to what Clinton is all about. You know, there's a lot of stuff in there that's regrettable. There are several pretty good characters. I think Kathy Bates plays the dustbuster, as she calls herself, having to go in on the bimbo watch, get rid of all these women, tell what will happen if they come out of the woodwork to bother John Travolta's character. All right, so we'll ask you guys in a minute, Henry and Jim, if they have one, but it is with somebody who actually did play a president. If you don't know the actor's name, that's okay. Give us the role. That you think represents. I have one from back in the day that I really like. There have been about a hundred depictions of American presidents, if not more. Or give us an actor that you think would do a good job of playing a president. Now we know Alec Baldwin is stellar as Trump, right? <laughs> uh, that counts. It could be a TV. I think there's kind of limited TV. It's mainly film. All right, so it's 855-839-1210. That's at the end of your call. And again, where are the victims? This is not Bernie Madoff in the situation with Trump. The judge was a cartoon figure. Yes, I am watching the so-called trucker strike. I have a breakdown of what would happen if New York were hit with a sizable trucker strike, even for 12 hours. What chaos would ensue? But on this, do I think they're going to marshal, you know, a few thousand truck drivers that are going to shut down New York? That's eh, a pretty big target. You know, I, w- I wish it, there was more of a thought process with this. Not that the sentiment's not there to say this is outrageous. The governor of New York today is saying, hey, you know what? You don't have to worry about coming to you to uh, New York to do business because if you're a businessman, you're not like Trump. Trump's not a businessman. That's our argument because people, even Kevin Leary from uh, uh, Shark Tank, saying this really chills wanting to go to New York, the real estate development business, and all that. I mean, maybe the most obvious egregious thing. Uh, he's got about, I think it was 10,000 square feet with his apartment complex. He put it down as 30,000. Ah, okay. You know, so what? Didn't they check it? Didn't the banks do their due diligence? Hey, get over there and get a tape measure. Let's see what, uh, this Trump thing. Uh, come on now. You can't put 10,000 down. You got to put 22,000 down or something. All right. Venial sin. What happens with that? What should the punishment be? If you can see this isn't just weaponization, eh, maybe there's a million-dollar fine. Maybe they say, don't do it again or we'll uh, take you out for three years from running your business. Maybe that's what you get. You certainly don't get these figures. This is outrageous. This is all just part of the campaign to say, we are going to stop you one way or the other. We're going to inflict damage every single day. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's brother and a hospital chain that he fronted are in big trouble. And Biden was involved with that too. I mean, how many things do we need on that side before there's some comeuppance? People are seeing this. 
And each time this happens, Trump nudges up a little bit. Now, I wish he hadn't said over the weekend on Newsmax, according to them, that he still doesn't like mail-in balloting, called it corrupt. Oh, God. After all this work, John the Baptist out there. Let's get with the plan here. If you want to win the presidency, we're going to go full bore for mail-in balloting. You know it, and I know it. It's the only way to win. Not going to win with everybody showing up on Election Day. You know how that turns out. All right, so 855-839-1210, that'll get you online. AT&T and Verizon Wireless. All you need to do is just push pound 1210. Hit us with that actor who actually played a U.S. president. Give us the role. Give us the film or TV or an actor that you think could play. And is Dr. Jill Biden more like Lady Macbeth than Jill from Philadelphia, which she's not, by the way. She's from Lower Moreland. A mark of not distinction. 855-839-1210. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right. Uh, Jim likes uh, Dan Aykroyd as a presidential character. That would be uh, intriguing. Dom Giordano's show. That's a side question. Give us an actor who you think could play a president or did play a president. Give us the role. Now, the mayor of Kansas City, people are surprised about this. I've seen this guy on national TV several times. They had to defund the police movement there. He's pretty progressive. So after this shooting in which they dragged their feet forever, identifying who the shooters were and still uh, limited, given the fact the claim is they're juveniles, some people think, I'm one of them, that they don't like the narrative, so that's why they dragged their feet about telling us who did it. The mayor was on an NPR show in Kansas City. And he accused the governor of a racial dog whistle for calling the Super Bowl parade shooters thugs. The governor, he said, I have respect for the governor. We get along well. I disagree strongly with how he would describe that situation. 
I certainly do think this was criminal activity. Oh, yeah, right. 22 people shot. It was lawlessness. And I think that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense. So now people that are firing indiscriminately against each other at a parade hitting, I don't know, I've seen various accounts. So it was eight to 10 uh, young kids. Calling them thugs gets the mayor of Kansas City very upset here. And the governor did use that. He uh, was on an interview with a Kansas City radio station, was talking about the craziness of this, and talked about criminals and thugs. Can't use the word thug now. The word thug is a racial dog whistle. It's just endless. This is one of the biggest preoccupations with those on the left trying to censor by the race card, trying to censor by the gender card, just trying to shut down in any way possible anything where people might want to comment. Now, if you take a look at the derivation of thug, and we got to, it's, it's uh, tiresome to have to go through this. Of course, these people are thugs. Of course, they're criminals. If proven, the people that we're talking about, or not even the people that fired these shots indiscriminately, whoever they are, if it's these people and they're convicted or somebody else, they are, by definition, thugs and criminals, indiscriminately. 855-839-1210. But that's a racial dog whistle. That's the mayor of uh, Kansas City reacting to the governor, Governor Parsons, about this. And it still continues. The tiresome back and forth around this. Rather than focusing in on what's the background of these juveniles, how often and have been in trouble with the law, how many times has it been papered over because they're juveniles, you just don't show up and start opening fire there with all those people. Unless you have an issue where you have routine criminal behavior. You don't do it the first time around. You just don't take an action like that. A racial dog whistle. The endless nature of this. Is it any wonder this stuff continues? So 855-839-1210. And, uh, you know, what happened to all the narrative? about controlling more guns, too many guns, all that, versus guns in the hands of those who clearly shouldn't have them, will not use them properly, had some kind of petty dispute in which they brought there and just opened fire without caring. Those fade away. Media gets tired of it. We're going to be tired of this pretty quickly. We don't like the narrative. Give us a better narrative. All right, so Presidents on President's Day. As I said, at 1 o'clock, I'll give my annual list. This year, I decided to do the 10 worst. I did not have Joe Biden legitimately as the worst. I know that's an e-jerk. Put Biden in there. He's next to worst. All right, he's second in the bottom 10. Who's number one? A much more destructive force than Joe Biden. I know, that's hard to believe. Give him time. Now, if he gets another term, I could be convinced of that. All right, 855-839-1210. But this this new survey that's out telling us that um, 
somehow or another, President Obama is uh, seventh. Reagan and Trump are below Biden. Reagan's below Biden. Oh, my goodness. Uh, James Buchanan is 44. Andrew Johnson, 43. Franklin Pierce, 42. William Henry Harrison, 41. Lincoln tops the list of these 154 respondents, the Presidential Greatness Project. Can you imagine sitting there, your reputation, even Douglas Brinkley and Michael Bachelos, how in the world can you put Joe Biden at 14th? (laughs) And Biden's probably Dr. Jill Biden. That's unfair. He's got to be in the top 10. All right, let's go to, uh, let's see. Uh, let's go to Jerry and Elmer. Jerry, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Jerry. Good morning. Am I talking to Rose's husband? Yes, you are. That- yeah. <laughs> My wife, she says, I was listening to Rose's husband today. She, she won't say your name. I don't know why. Uh-oh, it's an easy name. Start. She want, doesn't want to say with the M, Dom. My God. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with Rose's husband. That's fine. It helps me, really. She wanted a statue of Roe on City Hall when you had that uh, when you had that thing back a couple of months ago. <laughs> Anyhow, a um, couple of things here: uh, the President's Day, we had presidents that were slave owners, and so people think this is negative. But in the in the blink of an eye in history, they devised a system that in ninety years eliminated slavery. It is unparalleled. We are the fastest. I was in uh, Turkey this summer, Ephesus. Millions of slaves, thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And so we are incredible. And our American presidents who own slaves, they grew up with them. They got rid of them. And and when they change history and they they try to erase history, it's just, just ignorance. Because our American presidents were amazing. They really were. And then there, if you Google... The history of slavery, which nobody does, you see right away that America is amazing. We're, we've, we've had our issues, but on the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the terms of history, a blink of an eye, we eliminated slavery. There's no one else. No one else. Yet we're the bad guy. It's, it's frustrating. But that's my president's speech today. All right. Well, All right, thanks, Tom? Jerry. Who's your guy? For the, for the, um, yeah, for the, the president. Uh, All right. His name is Bill Pullman. I, I had to look that up. He's in um, uh, Independence Day. Yes. He gives that speech, gets in that Jeff fighter, and away they go. Yes, that's my president. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. That's a good choice. Sorry, you got that one, right? Uh, yeah, Pullman in Independence Day. That speech is very good. See, uh, I don't know that he matches Harrison Ford as a president. Get off my plane. But... Uh, he is very good. That's a good choice. You can hit us with one that you think should have played a president or someone who actually did. Rose, uh, Rose's husband. That's good. Uh, the wife, we'll have to use that. She's listening now on her way back from her daily, well, fast walk. Let's call it that. Um, this, uh, this situation with Trump, the amount of money, It's a little unclear when he has to pay it up. I don't think he's going to declare bankruptcy on this, but having liquid close to $400 million is going to be a bit of an issue. It is overkill again. If they wanted to say this is an actual crime that actually affects New York, even the judge 
said it's a venial sin. He made the judgment, though, this cartoonish judge, that Trump was not remorseful. And as a result, that's how you get hit with $355 million. Uh, it's, it's puffery. Was Trump's puffery over the top? Well, the footage, the one footage, 10,000 is what it really is and putting 30. Yeah, you might get dinged for that. But in the real estate business and all this, if, if we go after people for this kind of puffery to this level, to this degree, you probably can't have business then. So they're trying to make it to people who don't know. I bet we have people listening that are in that field that Trump is such an aberration. He took it to levels that these are some of the biggest banks in the world. Did they not have people check on this stuff? And when they did, did they go, ah, we're going to make money off this guy. Ah, let's go. He'll make money too. The argument is that, uh, well, other people couldn't get loans at that rate of what Trump got away with. And if you let him get away with it, more people are going to do this. But who's the victim here? They don't care. This is just another tactic to bleed this guy to bring him down. You're going to see the same formula with the Stormy Daniels situation. We've already litigated this in the court of public opinion and otherwise. They're going to try to make it an election interference thing. In other words, we were stopped from knowing about Stormy Daniels, which is not true. And as a result of that, Trump interfered with the election by doing this. That seems to be Alvin Bragg's theory. Now, it is New York again, so you don't know. But in, on paper, this is not going to fly. You know where I think the real problem for Trump is going to be. It's going to be January 6th against Jack Smith. And the reason is it's in Washington. And you have the most Obama-like judge on that side. So you got Jack Smith, who's formidable, that judge in Washington. That is the most difficult. All right, someone trying to convince me that Biden is the worst. Now, I'm not going to give away who I think is the worst yet. You have to wait till 1 o'clock for that. But it should be obvious, given what I've said over the years. Robert and Ben Salem. All right, Robert, convince away. Convince away. Don, how you doing today? Man? Good, Robert. Um, I don't. Okay. The guy that they put as the worst president was Buchanan, I believe. Yes. Okay. But Buchanan didn't single-handedly create the Civil War like Joe Biden has single-handedly created the problems that we're having, correct? Yeah, well, you, you're assuming that I have Buchanan in the last slide. Oh, I'm not. I'm asking. I'm asking. Oh, yeah, yeah. But look, um, yeah, but, you, you know, Buchanan didn't do much. But isn't it amazing? The two guys with Pennsylvania ties, Biden and Buchanan, are, are two of the bottom in the history of the country. I don't know what to make of that, Don, but all I want, it's like blaming Buchanan for the Civil War is like blaming George Bush for the 2008 financial debacle. While he didn't stop it, it wasn't really his fault, right? Yes, and no, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I'm just saying he was particularly uh, lacking. He was the only bachelor, too, so I don't know if there's bias against him being a bachelor or not. And, and, and just the money, the, the amount of money that he's taken that we're not allowed to talk about, right. it's just dwarf anything that has ever been done by a president. But I like talking about that stuff because there's a couple other answers that might apply as well, you know? Yeah, but, but I, got a, I got a good one. I think I'll make my case worse than Biden, but give him another term. 
and how bad it'll be, then I could be convinced at that point, Robert. So who's Give your time? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Who's your Who's your president? I'm going to go with Henry Ford. Uh, Henry Ford. Henry Fonda in Failsafe. I thought that he played it distinct. He played it in a classy manner, and he had to make that amazingly hard decision, and he did it very well. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, I'm glad I didn't take it off the board. That's what I was ready to do. But you know, I said you it's have a, a great one, all right? Yeah, Tom? yeah. Thank you, thanks, Robert. I said it's a little bit dated. You know, it's a little bit old, but yeah, that's a potential winner. You've never seen that, Henry? No. Failsafe is the point where the plane flies to. We're on the really back then. We're on the edge of nuclear war with the Russians. Real thing, you know, parody and all that. It wasn't what like it is now. It was actual. Anything could happen. And if you go past the fail-safe point, if you get the wrong thing to go in, then you're going in. And they were told, if you get some signal after that, ignore it. The Russians are doing it. So there's a screw-up, enough of a screw-up, and the plane is going to hit Moscow. So they make a deal. If the plane hits Moscow, we'll drop a bomb on New York. Otherwise, you have all-out nuclear war. I like like the premise of that. I'm going to add that to my list. Yeah, fail-safe, yeah. And Henry Fonda is great as playing the moral American president having to make this decision. You see, there's a couple wrinkles in there, too, that are really good. I could go with that one. Fonda, as an American president, pretty good. I'll tell you who I don't like as an American president. Michael Douglas. I can't stand it. It's just, it just reeks of the self-righteousness. Uh, you know, on the other side of the bad conservatives are trying to bring them down, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, the American president is the... Uh, it's well done, but I, I, can't, I can't take it. All right, do you have an answer, Henry? How about yours? Yeah, I was going to go a little unconventional here. Uh, I'm going to throw back to my uh, childhood movie here, uh, Night at the Museum. I liked Robin Williams as Teddy Roosevelt. Yes. I thought, I, I don't know, he just he played that character well. The confidence that Teddy Roosevelt exudes, he hit that on, on, the, on the head. Yeah, he did. The greatest, what's the greatest Teddy Roosevelt story? You know, the great, it's, it's an easy one. He was, you know, the guy just reeked of a blowhard in some ways. Mm-hmm. So he would give long speeches and they were handwritten then. He had them all over here in his left breast pocket. He got shot there. Oh, and the right. papers were so much that the bullet didn't fully pierce because of that. And he gave the rest of the speech. Now that I admire. Yeah. No, then that's he was awesome. taken to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Imagine the speech papers are so big, they blunt a bullet, sort of. It's like a yellow pages he's carrying. All right, that's a great start. Roberts, is a, that's a real good one. 855-839-1210. I still maintain, though, Biden is not the worst American president yet. I'll give you my answer. I'll make my case. I made it for 20, 30 years on this. It's an obvious. He doesn't get enough discredit, this guy. He is the absolute worst. And it... It gives us the stuff we have today from this guy. All right. uh, By the way, on this day in history, I just saw it. Here it is. Executive 82 years ago on this day in history, executive order 9066. No, Biden didn't make that. He wasn't quite alive yet. Was put out by an American president. What was that? And why is it not held against this president who's a darling of the media? Executive Order 9066. I'll tell you what that is. Maybe you know. And it is a huge, huge mark against any president. This one seems to skate on it, though. 855-839-1210.
All right, you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I don't know what the over and under for the All-Star game was last night, but it was disgraceful. One team scored over 200 points. 200 points. So uh, take the over in a lot of NBA games. Not a lot of defense this year. You really like the FanDuel app, though. Just use FanDuel.com slash Dom and shoot your shot. FanDuel.com slash Dom. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. You have to be 21 plus, present in Pennsylvania. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Dom Giordano Show. Good President's Day. Uh, I can already wait to uh, reveal the top 10 worst presidents at 1 o'clock. But on this day, 82 years ago, Executive Order 9066. And even though it's one of the worst, arguably, decisions, now I could couch it that if we're going to be consistent and uh, not attack other presidents in a politically correct manner, then I could see some of what was going on with this. But given. Presidents like Trump, the Bushes, Reagan, under attack. Well, then, how is the reputation of this president golden, given this decision? Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Jeff in Yardley. Jeff, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Hello, Jeff. Hi there. Hi. Uh, I'm my, well. I, first of all, I think it's FDR with the uh, internment of the Japanese. But I have a question for you. Yes. About the presidential election. Yes. The presidential election last time, the five cities were shut down at 10 o'clock. They stopped counting votes. And Las Vegas said that the President Trump was going to win the election at 930. Then these five cities, including Philadelphia, shut down, kicked the Republicans out. And at 6 a.m. that morning, all of a sudden, Trump is losing. We cannot win the next election unless we get these five cities doing an actual fair count. What do you think? Well, that's true. And what's been put into play, there are several things Republicans have gotten in. Now, it's going to take more than that. I'm encouraged from what I'm told the RNC has put into play as far as exactly what you're talking about. But uh, again, mail-in balloting is here. If we don't do it, the same thing's going to happen again. They overwhelmed us legitimately somewhat, who knows, but even legitimately, they overwhelmed us with the mail-in balloting. No doubt about that. But it doesn't matter if the five cities are going to cheat. They will just, they're all in the uh, Philadelphia, Detroit, Milwaukee, Atlanta. Well, let, let's go. Uh, you know, we, we will be doing shows on this. But I'm convinced what they put into play and the last time they had an election, was well, it 22, I guess, in um, Atlanta. In Georgia, it was effective. The other side didn't complain much. You're probably aware, right, Jeff, the new regulations they put in 
And uh, no, but we need guys there. We need people no, overlooking no, no, the I'm, shoulder. Well, I'm talking about that in Atlanta. I think, as far as we can tell, that was a fair election in 2022, and most people on either side. So it can be done effectively. Of course, Philadelphia. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So that's one to check. Philadelphia is always one of the top two sore points. And uh, that's where we do need people. You probably understand is that 40 to 50 percent of polling places, even in a presidential election, don't have a Republican watching what's going on there. Well, well, we got to do that. We also can't have people picking up from the uh, boxes, the voting boxes, and bringing them back to Democratic headquarters. Duh. Well, I don't know that that yeah. happened. So I, I'm the, I don't know that that happened. There are other things here. There wasn't transparency. You're right. They wouldn't let us see the count. Who is your uh, president, yeah. Jeff? You mean who am I voting for? No, no, no. Who's it? Do you have an answer for the side question today? Oh, Roosevelt. Roosevelt with the Japanese internment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah. I'm asking, I'm asking for the side question. That's okay. But let me address that with Jeff. It's a two-pronged approach. One, we have to be on the offense. I mean, what President Trump said about the system, he's got to get off that for the following reason. Mail-in balloting is going to be allowed here in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, et cetera. Now, as far as election integrity, uh, Laura Trump talked about this over the weekend with her at the DNC. I think they have some things put into play. It's a tough battle. But mail-in ballots are going to be there. So while at the same time of preventing them from any shenanigans or minimizing it to the greatest extent possible, you also have to be on the offense. You know the theory. I don't know if Trump gets that or not yet. That if you have mail-in balloting like Scott Presler out there, then what happens is when we know that vote is banked, we know it. Then we start to go after the more reluctant voter. When we get that, we go after the very reluctant voter. They may have voted here and there. We go in a full court press to get them. That's what the Democrats are doing. If we don't do that and just rely essentially on showing up on Election Day, you see what happens in the Supreme Court race. The guesstimate is in Pennsylvania, we were down 460,000 votes. So it's unhelpful. Trump, Trump has to pivot. Come on, you agree with me. He's got to pivot on this. I'm not saying he can't then talk about we need to have, I always put it, a team of lawyers and guys with no necks with that spotter in every voting precinct in Philadelphia. And where they have the count, we need to have eyes on that. That's where the problem comes in. I don't know what kind of court order you can get. I don't know what the legalisms are on that. But that's what we need to do. But mail-in balloting is the game now. They're playing it. If you don't play it, you know know what this is akin to? This is like playing football and saying, we're just going to run the ball. You know, if we throw the ball, it's going to be a screen pass. Never going to throw the ball down the field. Meanwhile, the other team's got Mahomes. You're not going to win. Stop, stop turning people away from mail-in balloting. It's effective. All we have to do is come relatively close, depending upon the state. You don't even have to come 90%, maybe 80%, 75%, and I think we win. 855-839-1210. How is it that FDR issued this order? 
Now, I'm not living back in that time, but I somewhat understand the fear after the sneak attack at Pearl Harbor. But if we give FDR a break for one of the greatest restrictions in human history, how is it that these people besmirch every American president, call them racist, even Lincoln, and yet FDR skates when he did this in 1942 on this day in history? wasn't like it was a million years ago. And he essentially imprisoned millions of people, ultimately, while not imprisoning German-Americans, just the Japanese. Come on! How does that guy skate on that? He shouldn't. Doesn't that knock FDR down quite a bit? Ran for office when he had to know he was almost terminal. Thank God he put Harry Truman in there as VP. Otherwise, history would have been a disaster. Right, but the mail-in balloting is the game. It's the forward pass. 855-839-1210. You get on board. A lot of folks want to get in. Coming to your calls next. Let me tell you about conservative tours. My buddy, Ken Chase. Ro and I just back uh, this summer from a great trip to Italy. Uh, oh, I think it was over 60 listeners or so. Dawn going conservative tours again in April, I believe it is. And then after that, D-Day. June 6, 1944. This isn't another luxury tour. It's a pilgrimage, and you know why. The 80th anniversary of the momentous event you and I call D-Day. Operation Overlord, the invasion that sealed the fate of Adolf Hitler. Be there for the ceremonies, the only day of the year to meet survivors of the invasion. You get 11 days in Europe, fully escorted by America's leading expert on France and the D-Day invasion, Ken Chase. If you really know something about this, gotten some of your, you're intrigued by it, there's nobody that is going to educate you better than Ken Chase. $55.89, including airfare. You get the Champagne Day trip, the City of Light Paris, the Battle of the Bulge, General Patton's gravesite, the Siegfried Line, Mulberry Harbor, Utah and Juneau, even a King Tiger, Bastonia, the Foxholes. See where the Rangers scaled the cliffs at Pointe du Ha. And Santa Mayor Eglise. It's June 6th, so you know this event sells out quickly. Reach Ken Chase at Conservative Tours at 888-733-9494. Or get all the info and uh, contact him at conservativetours.com. Omaha Beach on June 6th. Be there. All right, coming up at 1 o'clock, my 10 worst presidents in order... The 10th worst, the 9th, the 8th. And Biden is not number one. He's number two. I'll tell you who that is in a few moments. Let me take one more here on the side question today. What actor would be great either played an American president or he'd be great at playing an American president? Julius in Philly on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, uh, Julius, thanks for the wait. What do you have? Give my call. Um, so my first knee-jerk reaction was Jason Robards. Okay. Classic leading man actor, um, probably more famous for playing Bill Bradley and all the President's Men. Um, but there was somebody else that I was trying to figure out, and, I, and while, while I was on hold, I was googling him, and it was Hal Holbrook playing Lincoln back in the in the seventies. He, he was uh, right. the star of a Lincoln miniseries, which you can still find on YouTube. It's amazing. Yeah, he, um, so he is a, yeah, Hal Holbrook, very underrated uh, actor, uh, usually lawyer, legal judges, or Lincoln, as you said. Yeah, 
Amazing. Amazing. Um, one more thing. I, I found that um, well, people, people were talking about uh, Henry Ford earlier, that um, Henry Ford actually played a young Lincoln back in 1939. Um, but <laughs> amazingly, uh, oh. decades before he played yeah. the older president. So Good one. Jason um, Robar, uh, Hal Holbrook is a very good one. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Julius. Thanks for uh, checking in today. All right. I'll give you my uh, big list. We'll continue to ask you throughout. Who is it that would be a great actor? How about a female? How about throwing an actress in there? That would do it. That would be a little bit outside the box. And either they would be great at playing it or they did play it in some. Thanks for that from Julius, too. I vaguely remember Henry Fonda. I remember him more for um, <sighs> failsafe. But Hal Holbrook, yeah, big time actor. All right, 855-839-1210. That's how you get in. Tom Giordano, weekdays 9 till noon on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.